Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! Here at the Pucko Podcast, we would like to wish everybody listening a very Merry Christmas this year. Uh, no, 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 no. That's, it's Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays, Gron? Come on, it's... It's Christmas. Everybody can just... It's fine. Why no, Why do we have to say Happy no, Holidays? No, Thatch. You can't just say Merry Christmas. What if a person doesn't follow that holiday? What, what if, if they... What can deal? What if they do Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Yule... You guys are actually forgetting the most important, like, festivity of them all. It's and my what? birthday this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the 213th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my co-hosts, Scron, and the fluffiest Whimsicott. And we are here to bring you the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a uh, nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, but it has turned into an awesome Pokemon community where we hang out, do tournaments, talk Pokemon, for those of you who are new to the podcast. We also do a weekly Pokemon podcast where we talk everything Pokemon. And everything Pokemon is not to be exaggerated. No, not at all. <laughs> Actually, that's that's a true statement. You're 100% correct Yes. There. We will talk about the discrepancies between Pikachu and Pikachu Libre in Pokken Tournament whenever okay, it becomes that, relevant. Whenever we find out. I've never, I haven't seen any real gameplay of Pikachu Libre yet. Yeah, but I, I'm interested. I, I'm very curious to see how it's different than Pikachu. As I do every week, I want to ask you guys what you have been up to in Pokemon lately. So much. I've been doing so much with Pokemon. I made my UUTC roster, which is something that everyone should really do. It's so fun. I'm working on a new TCG TED deck that I'm going to be bringing to Nationals. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm currently making it for a league that's local, but it's just like... Ah, those Shaman EXs, they're so expensive. Yeah, how much are they going for now? 30 bucks a piece. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. I happen, 
it sort of helps because I have a, dra- a Dragon Ascent Rayquaza, Mega Rayquaza that I don't mm-hmm. need, and those also go for 30 bucks, so I can just sort of like do a one-for-one one trade as long as someone's looking for it. Yeah. Other than that, oh, I've been d- doing something else. I've totally been doing something else. What is the something else? Uh, I just don't remember. <laughs> the point is, I've been so into Pokemon lately that it's just like... I mean, I've been getting way back into it recently. I think I think every like christmas time, or holiday time, mm. to be politically correct, I find myself like just kind of getting into this groove of, let's play some Pokemon. Let's, let's have a lot of fun with it, you know? Ooh, here's an official spoiler for everybody who's playing in the UTC. One member of my roster is going to be a Slowbro that I've been training. Ooh... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Whimsicott? What have you been up to? Besides Star Wars? Besides Star Wars. Let's not talk right. Star Wars. <laughs> I have not seen Star Wars yet. That is behind the times. It has kind of filled my brain. No, in Pokemon, I have been doing uh, quite a bit, too, actually. Uh, I started yet another game that I'm never going to finish. This one <laughs> is a Pokemon X Wonderlock. Ooh. And I was kind of surprised, like, I kept my two starters to simplify things so mm-hmm. that I would always have, like, a level-appropriate Pokemon. Yeah. But the MVP so far has turned out to be Negapi, a French Minon <laughs> with a modest nature and Spark as its only attacking move. Mm-hmm. And yet, Negapi is doing a really good job. And after that, well, uh, I tried to, like, set up a meeting on Showdown with Bo, but, you know, time zones, work schedules, yeah. it just doesn't work. Luckily, my schedule and Bjorn's were more compatible. So yesterday <laughs> I spent, like, an hour on Showdown with Bjorn. We had a lot of fun until I stopped having fun when I realized that my initial thoughts for my UUTC roster were absolutely abysmal. Yeah. Like, he showed me the error of my ways, and now I have to think up something else <laughs> and put it together during the Christmas holidays. We yeah, know it's... you'll be fine as long as you bring Soviet thatch. Oh, I am planning on bringing Soviet thatch. Oh, man. Like, I've been... Well, a new Soviet thatch, because the one I have is bred and evied for the VGC Ex- format. Explain to everybody what Soviet thatch is. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Because mm-hmm. not everybody knows Soviet thatch. They should know. This thing is explained in one of our better episodes. But if you haven't listened to the bonus episode from March this year... See, you probably do know, if if you haven't listened to that, that in live episodes, and apparently in, like, the ten episodes after our live episodes now, people, <laughs> like, roast Thatch. Poor Thatch gets roasted all Oh, it the went time. on for so long after the last one. Yeah. Uh, and so I decided to, like, give Thatch some of his dignity back. So I made a Charizard Y... And I named him Soviet Thatch, because in Soviet Russia, Thatch roasts you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, Soviet Thatch is going to be there. Yeah, that's good. That's definitely good. I have been working on the UUTC as well. Uh, The UUTC, for those of you who are new, is uh, it's our annual, like, OU tournament. Stands for the Ultimate Underground Tournament of Champions. And so uh, everybody's allowed a roster of 10 Pokemon. I, I'm going to have to explain this every episode for, like, the next three weeks. 
And so you can go to PucklePodcast.com and you can actually register for this. We need to know your roster of 10. The rosters are set. Move sets are not known to your opponents. But this way you can actually look at your opponent for that week. And maybe you're just like, oh man, this team has like one big gaping hole toward, you know, like say Mega Venusaur or something. But you can like bring another Pokemon that would counter Mega Venusaur in that instance, you know? Pro tip, bring, bring a stall team. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Shuck, shuckle everything up. Shuckle. Oh my oh, goodness. Man. That's like, that sounds like some Shamu shenanigans right there. <laughs> but yeah, that's what it is. So we've all, we're all, of course, talking about preparing our teams for this. So I've definitely been doing that. I've been playing a lot of showdown and kind of just futzing with things. And I definitely want to get online with you guys, hopefully within like the next week and a half or so. Yeah, so I can get some feedback bad. from you guys. Cause like I talk to Shamu about these things all the time. And <laughs> the mm. problem is we're both like really rusty right now. Mm. And I, I mean, I'm getting back. I played, I played too much little cup for my own good. <laughs> uh, well, at least you were good to begin with. I never was. That's so. true. I mean, like, I was never spectacular at OU, but I was good enough that I could get, I can ladder up to like 13 to 1400 consistently. But like, to get any higher than that, I would actually need to like play significant, and I have to invest a significant amount of time. And I like to play more than just OU. I mean, it's probably the downfall of why I'll never be like a famous VGC player. Because I'm not willing to sit down and play the same metagame for like four months in a row. I remember Thatch. Mm-hmm. I remember what it was that I was doing in Pokemon. What were you doing? You see, <laughs> where I go to college, yeah. I recently got elected into an office in one of the clubs there. It's a role-playing game club. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I promised to do if I was elected into the office of vice president, which is what I got, was to hold monthly Pokemon RU tournaments. <laughs> Ooh, RU tournaments? <laughs> that yes. is very specific. Yes, and it was like one of the selling factors that did it. <laughs> that's really that's really odd. <laughs> just just remember that like to to listen our Pokemon can do things for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, uh other than that, I think I think that's mostly what I've been doing. I've been working on some Puckle stuff. I'm gonna talk about it a little bit in the news. So we'll talk about it there. So, I mean on the topic of good news, let's switch over to it. So cue the epic music. Radio Tower. It's just in. And on to the news. It's been a dry new news week for the most part. To kick things off, we have the Pokken Fighter, or the Pokken Tournament, my mistake, the Pokken Tournament Wii U bundle. That's coming to Japan on March 18th for the release of Pokken Tournament. And it actually included, like, a lot of cool information. First of all, we got two new sets of support Pokemon. We have both Togekiss and Rotom. And Dragonite and Victini, which I think are, like, those are very interesting compared to, like, the support Pokemon we've had so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have trouble seeing Dragonite as a support Pokemon as opposed to a fighter. I can, I can see it operating kind of like how Lapras does a support Pokemon. Mmm, Lapras is pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I could just see, like, Dragonite coming out and just, like, ramming into somebody. I could yeah. see um, Lapras and Dragonite both as support Pokemon because they, in the lore, don't really like to fight. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, you know what? Dragonite could sweep in and save you from an attack. 
like Ooh. it does in in, a, in its Pokédex entries with like sailors lost at sea in a storm. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great, actually. <laughs> the Pokémon tournament news doesn't end there, though. <laughs> if you are uh, so far, they've shown that you can actually buy like a flight pad, like the arcade machine ones. Mm. And I wonder if it, this game will have some kind of like GameCube adapter support or something like that, because okay. that would be that would be interesting to see. I would like to see this come stage size, the Pokemon controller. Yeah. Mm. But I don't know if that's even possible yet. You know, we also don't have a release date for the US yet. I'm I'm expecting like a big Pokemon Direct to happen sometime in like February. Probably somewhere around like the twentieth anniversary of the game's release or something. Usually like... the big reveal is toward the beginning of October, but that's out of here. What so. what where are you getting that information from? I mean, that's usually when they reveal like all the if there's going to be a new generation, but they're obviously... No, that's, they didn't do that. When they revealed Gen 6, it was in January. Yeah, it was January the 8th, yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Please don't <laughs> ruin Star Wars for me. Uh, <laughs> Why would I do th- No, I'm talking to Scrawn. I was talking to Scrawn. Oh! oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he burst my bubble I burst again. his bubble again. He's gonna he's gonna want to <laughs> spoil Star Wars for me. Broke I'm that. in a good mood today, Fat. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. But if you are playing Japanese Pokémon tournament, you can't partake in the Sceptile event, which is for Christmas. Um, if you, I believe, level up Sceptile to level 15 before January 11th, you will get some special clothing for your character in Pokémon tournament. In addition, if you use your Banna passport, which is, I guess, the thing that saves your data on it, uh, you'll receive both Farfetch and Electro to support Pokémon. And you'll unlock a special Christmas avatar. Oh my god, I just got it! I just got why they are Farfetch and Electrode. Why? Farfetch is a Christmas turkey, and Electrode is one of those little balls you put on the Christmas tree. Oh, he's like an ornament. Yeah, oh my gosh. Christmas tree. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that. That's hilarious. Oh my god, this is hilarious. (laughs) That's hilarious, actually. Mm. Oh my goodness. Wow. Mm hmm. But this isn't, like, something we can do since the game doesn't come out until, like, yeah. February, right? I, well, the game, Pokémon Tournament, probably doesn't come out. Uh, the word was quarter one for the U.S. Um, I'm not sure if that's still happening or not. I, I'll look up the release date quickly. You will have to look up. Uh, there is no release date currently for the U.S. They just said quarter one. And yeah. it could be as late as quarter two, I would assume. It's spring 2016. Yep. We don't know. That is the answer. Okay. Mm-mm. So, uh, the last piece of news re- pertaining, perta- pertaining to Pokemon is Hoopa, the Hoopa event at McDonald's in the United States, is coming to an end on December 23rd on Wednesday's birthday. <laughs> everybody, everybody, make sure you say happy birthday to the fluffiest Wednesday on. De- December 23rd. Oh, uh, now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, but yeah, if, before then, get your Hoopa from McDonald's. You can get that on XY, Omega Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire. So you, if you have four games, you can get four Hoopa, which is pretty cool. Because <laughs> who doesn't need four Hoopa? Right? <laughs> well, who doesn't need four fair, Hoopa? The animation when you download it in the, in the Mystery Gift thing is utterly adorable. That's so true. seeing that more than one time isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also, it's for like things for giveaways. Like the reason I hoard them is so that I can give them away. 
<laughs> like that's what I did with the Jirachi from the Wishmaker bonus disc. And you know, it's just it's one of those things I like doing. Let's move on. We have Puckle News now. For Puckle News, we have a Puckle Survey that's happening right now. I just came up with a survey last week. It is pucklepodcast.com slash survey. If you guys fill it out, it would help us out a lot. 2016, I plan on doing a lot of new content, and I would like to have a better idea of how to tailor that to you. So if you please fill that out, pucklepodcast.com slash survey. I'll also leave a link in the show notes below on the website, as well as leave you guys some show no- a place to get it somewhere else. It's already been on the social media, and thank you to those who have already filled it out. It's very it, helpful to it us. Is, it's very helpful. There are a lot of things I've learned about what to do. Um, it, some of them are just affirming the ideas I've already had. Others are helping guide me in the way that I want to do content. Because 2016 is not only going to be a big year for Pokemon, but also a big year for Puckle. Lots of plans. Even if you just want to fill out the survey so you can tell Fatch how much you hate him, then do it. Which has already been done. So... <laughs> so do not worry, Fatch. Soviet Sash will avenge. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting roasted in this survey. No, it's perfectly fine. I want I want to know like if you guys have problems with something that's happening on the show or something that you want to see done that isn't being done, definitely fill out this survey. It'll help me understand what you guys are looking for, and it'll help Puckle eventually grow, become something bigger. And the whole point is just for us all to have an awesome Pokemon community where we can hang out, do some battles, and be very involved with one another. Yeah, I, I can't exaggerate this enough, but the UUTC is, like, the second best part, maybe even, like, close to the first best part of the Puckle year. Yeah. Just because of, like, how fantastic and close everyone gets. Yeah, it it's really... It's just amazing. A, yeah, it's a blast in general, just getting together and doing these tournaments. Because we hold, I believe, four of them currently a year... After, you know, six years of doing tournaments sporadically, we finally came up with, like, an organized tournament structure that we can do throughout the years. So there's a lot of things. Like, if you've listened to the show, like, briefly for, like, the past couple of months, you've heard us talk about things like the Summer League, and you've heard us talk about the UUTC, which are just two of the things that we do, right? Uh, We do the Summer League over the summer, which has gym leaders, and at the end we do, like, an anime-style tournament. If you have enough badges, you can come in and actually battle the gym leaders. And Prepare for Trouble right. tournament? And, the, yeah, the Prepare for Trouble tournament is now a yearly thing. Uh, Shamu and I fought about making it yearly. Uh, we've decided to keep it yearly because VGC rules are actually a lot of fun. And so it's our annual VGC tournament where everybody can come and just get their battle on VGC, VGC while, uh, style. Not while. Wow. I'm bad at words today. <laughs> Friendly reminder, mm-hmm. in the next Prepare for Trouble tournament, you can wreak havoc with legendaries... <laughs> it's gonna be fun. So it's gonna be it's gonna that. be something, all right. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> a lot of uh, we actually have a, a very lengthy email about why it's not gonna be fun, but I really want to read that email. It's very interesting and very well read, or very, very well written and thought out. Mm. All right, but yeah, if you haven't already, please fill out the Puckle survey. I will post a link to it in the description, obviously, and it'll also be on our social media again, even though I've already done it once. Hopefully you guys can grab it and help us out. It really helps me out if you fill that out, and it means a lot to me that you took the time. I believe it, it'll only take you about 10 minutes to fill it out, unless you really, really don't like me. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, I mean, that's the truth of it. So, I mean, also, if you have, like, an honest opinion about something that I'm doing incorrectly or something you want me to stop doing, 
Please definitely put that in there. I, I don't take any of this to heart. I, mean, I just as, laugh it all off. As consolation, you can also say nice things about that. That's true. It's not going to happen as often, but <laughs> you can say nice things about me. Uh, Let's that's, move on to the topic. Yeah, that's it for the news. So we're going to take a short break, guys, and we're going to bring you the topic for the day. Hey, everyone. It's Viger, and I'm here to tell you that you should check out all the cool features that Puckle has. Puckle Podcast has a chat box where you can chat with me fellow co-hosts, and other members of this wonderful community. We also have forums and even tournaments to participate in. You can follow us on social media such as Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Tumblr, and Reddit. You can be part of the show by sending us an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Every show has about 20 minutes of emails, and we appreciate hearing from you. So check out everything Puckle has to offer. And on to the topic today. Our topic today is this awesome set of interviews that we've received from the creators of Ingress at Niantic. We're going to be talking about some Pokemon Go stuff because these these uh, interviews just happened. And it's very, very exciting. Because yes, they talk. there's like new information revealed in these interviews. And it's really weird that this is the way this information is getting to us. And not, yeah, I mean, not through like an official medium, right? It's really weird because the Pokemon Go subreddit has been craving news for months now because essentially the the last piece of news we got was like a few days after the big reveal. There was news that we'd get a beta sometimes in the winter, which is probably mm-hmm. not going to happen at this point. Then nothing else for months. And yeah, every time there still there really was... hasn't been anything. Like this this article seemed to have gone like under the radar. Which is weird because it's it's really the first piece of news we have had for like three months. Mm-hmm. It's the first piece of news we had since like the announcement. Yeah, and I'm very, I'm very confused as to why it wasn't talked about more. Who did this article? I have to, VentureBeat.com. VentureBeat. That's right. Uh, we will of course include a link to the VentureBeat article in the show notes today, so mm-hmm. you can all go and read it yourself. It's talking about how Niantic is building Pokemon Go based on what they've learned through Ingress, which is their other mobile game. We, I believe we discussed it. Uh, it's it's wildly successful and it's yeah. location based. That's the gist of it. It's what they're probably going to base Pokemon Go off of to some extent. But they, they've talked about so many things. So we're going to dig into some of the things that they talked about and do some speculation because not all of them were, like, fleshed out in this interview. Can I uh, start here? You, you're more than welcome to, Scrawn, yeah. Gyms. Yeah, they talked about gyms. Now, they didn't talk about gyms in the way that the Pokemon Go community has been talking about gyms, right? Well, no. they're basically training spots, but you can also get badges there. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, you don't know about the badges. I did not read anything that in this article about the badges. That was not confirmed. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, quite uh, likely, because if they give us gems without badges, it's going to be a bit weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to be done, because they mentioned gems, and they also mentioned teams, and after being told that gems and evil crime organi- syndicates exist, they're like, that? yeah, it's going to be kind of like that. It's just like, well, it, those are two different things in the universe. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> What was actually said about the gyms is that you can go there to battle, obviously, and to level up your Pokemon, which was a bit Mm -hmm. weird to me. Are they saying that the only way your Pokemon can level up is in a gym? See, that would be very confusing for me as well, right? Yeah. You don't don't want that. That would be, especially after, if you continue reading the article, they talk about how gyms are going to be a bit more rare. That's an actual direct quote from them. Yeah, a bit a, a bit rarer than the actual Pokemon. 
Which, well, I mean, that makes sense. You don't want, like, a one-to-one ratio gym to Pokemon. But does that no, mean there's only going to be gyms in, like, bigger cities? I think... Now, see, this, first of all, is an edited transcript. Yes. And from a couple of nuances in some of the sentences in this article, I got the feeling that the people doing the interview were, like, say, 90% aware of what was going on. Mm-hmm. So it might be, although this is a very remote possibility, <laughs> it might be that something got slightly lost in the editing. I don't think so. I just think they are being like intentionally vague so as not oh, to give yes. too much away. I think I think they're definitely keeping it vague until we get like the next big news dump. Yeah. About the show, or not about the show, but about the about the video game. They didn't make a big deal out of this. It wasn't like on any of their social media. It wasn't. It was just on this website. It's actually interesting because it confirms a lot of the speculation that has been going around for the past few months, like on Reddit and on other platforms. But at the same time, it introduces some concepts that you know not many people had thought about, like. This thing about leveling up in the gyms, or uh, maybe even like I, th- I think the the one thing that really caught my interest in this article is actually the very small reference to teams. They said that there is not going to be two teams to join, like in Ingress. Yes, I'm very There's excited about that. Actually, more than two. So, so wait, wait, going- t- can't, let sorry, me interrupt sorry. you very quickly. Oh, yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> if you if you haven't played Ingress already, there are two teams that essentially play a capture the flag style game, and so that's what we're referring to here. And there are teams that compete against each other. And if you actually look at like the big Ingress meetups, which we can we're going to reference later, more than likely, you can actually he- know that there's going to be something. the The fact that there's more than two teams is very interesting, and I'm very curious to see how they play into the game because I'm not exactly sure how teams will work in the game. Either way, it's really exciting. Yes. Like, I, I'm over here and I'm just like, whoa, I can potentially be part of Team Aqua IRL. I'm, <laughs> I'm just that... like blown away. And I'm, I'm like, even now, I'm just kind of foaming at the mouth sort of subtly. But I, I hope that everyone else who listens to this podcast is also thinking about like what sort of, like maybe they're not all going to be evil teams. Well, well, that's too bad. But. Ma- <laughs> You I don't. Know. I don't know. Do you think? Do you think it's going to be something like that? Maybe they come up with something else. Like it could just mm. be. It could just be different types of teams in Pokemon Go. It mm. doesn't have to be something that's already founded in the Pokemon universe, right? It could I be don't... the equivalent. It could be the equivalent of being like, "Hey, I'm a member of the Yaz Gym," and I, it I could just, just be it... something that's not pertinent to Pokemon. I or... hope it doesn't become MMO stuff. I want some defined teams that you can be a part of. I don't want you to like join guilds or anything. It wouldn't, I wouldn't see it being guilds. It would be something that you just choose at the beginning and you're a member of that team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I would, I would say that all of the Puckalonians should join the same team. Yeah. <laughs> mm, <laughs> see, I don't the know. Thing is, the it's... thing is, the first thing I thought of when I read this line about multiple teams that you can join and then they will compete against each other was exactly this. Like, Scar and I are still going to be in Team Aqua. And then I realized (laughs) it's quite unlikely for them to offer up a chance to be on evil teams. Yeah, I I wouldn't think that, right? The only 
real teams we have in Pokemon World are evil teams. So either you make every player play as an evil character, where evil is in really big quotes, but whatever, uh, or you have like one team that is the good guys, and then like six teams that are the bad guys. And that still wouldn't work very well, because you'd have seven teams, each with a very small percentage of the player base, and then one team with a huge percentage of the player base. I don't think that sort of thing could work. The exact quote here might be interesting. Yes, I was, I was just saying, I was just thinking about yeah. this, because there's more than two, and then they say there's going to be different gyms and teams. So yeah. I was wondering if that would mean like there are certain gyms in each town that only a certain member of a team can like go and train at, right? Or... That might be. I mean, the exact quote is with different gyms and teams and trainers. And as you know, in each gym, there are like one or two kinds of trainers that like are assigned to that gym. Mm-hmm. Like you have campers in Brock's gym. Or uh, um, lessons in oh, Erica's gym. That would be interesting if it if the teams mm. I see where you're going are like trainer classes. I don't yeah. know if I'd like trainer classes. I think I I'd almost think prefer. I'd as, like I, I think I'd prefer if there was like Pokemon figureheads, like there's Dragonite team or something, or maybe mm. like Machamp mm. team. I don't know. I prefer it, that over trainer classes. It would be interesting. It would be interesting to tie it in with gyms, but trainer classes. Yeah, I don't think that would go over as well. Because I feel what? like a vast majority of people would be like, oh, I'm going to be in the ace trainer class. Exactly. <laughs> and that's but just, that's not going to fly. Someone on, on Reddit proposed, like, uh, type-based teams. Like a grass-type team. Uh, a I don't like that either. Team. I don't even... I don't like that is, because I want to be able to catch all the Pokemon. The tagline I, has got to catch them all. Exactly. No, no, no. I don't think anywhere in the article it's implied that if you belong to a team, you can't catch them all. Because yes. they clearly say that one single person can catch them all without trading. Yeah. So, no, that is not going to happen. They, um, well, they want, they want trading to happen. Uh, they, they, I mean, to move that forward. To move on from teams and away from gyms as well, because we've discussed this pretty much to where it can go. But uh, they do talk about how catching Pokemon's going to work to some extent. Mm-hmm. And how they plan on, first of all, making it fun for even people who grow up in small towns of a thousand people. Which mm-hmm. is very exciting. <laughs> and let me get this right. There's no word yet on like how many Pokemon will be included in the game. No. No word on that officially yet. Uh. I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, do a slow rollout of Pokemon, just to keep people interested in the game. Like, say, the first 150 are out at the beginning, and then, you know, once the game starts to become a little bit stale, you know, a couple people have caught them all, they go ahead and they go, okay, here's the next, here's Generation 2. Go outside, you can go to the same places that you used to catch Pokemon, you'll find Generation 2 Pokemon as well. And then when that gets a little Uh. bit stale, you roll out Gen 3. Uh, I would be okay with that, except it would kind of get stale with the rollouts, essentially, right? I'm hoping it's just all in one burst. Get get all of the Pokemon. That would be really crazy. Mm. I'm I'm just hoping that it wouldn't just be Gen 1. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people like that, but I want all of them. (laughs) I think that has a point, actually, because they have 
clearly stated that you won't be able to find each and every Pokemon, like, around where you live. Of course. I mean, that would take the fun out of it. Say they actually do the first 150 Pokemon, as the trailer seems to imply. Uh, Say that maybe 10 of those Pokemon are the very rare Pokemon that are only present in very few locations in the world. And say that the others are divided because in the interview it says very clearly like that water Pokemon will live near the water and so on and mm-hmm. so on. So if you do the math, it means someone will probably be able to catch like 20 Pokemon near where they live. That's not a lot. So the game will get stale pretty fast. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point, and that's why they should roll things out somewhat quickly. I agree. I think maybe every month or so they roll something out. It, Nintendo's been l- really into that structure lately of rolling out "quote unquote" free DLC. Now, and, well, but this is not Nintendo. Yeah, well, it, yeah. it is kind of Nintendo, right? They're using a Nintendo IP, and it's Niantic with the Pokemon Company with Nintendo. Yeah, but the main like the main makers of the game are still Niantic. That's so, true. That's true. Yeah, they might take a page out of Nintendo and the Pokemon Company. Obviously, they are. They are. There's a lot of back and forth going on. But mm, I don't know that, like, basing our assumptions on the behavior of the Pokemon Company is, like, 100% wise. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because that seems very similar to another pertinent topic to Pokemon Go, which is how battles will work. Well, they used to sing mm. Battle Engine. I it, that that's a good question, and I think a discussion for another time, because mm-hmm. that w- that can go on forever, right? Yeah, and I, mean, I would I would, I would like to have ideas. some some kind of news in even an article like this about how battles will work, because that is not even present here. Nobody yeah. asked about that, which is actually very surprising. But they're more, they're more interested in how Pokemon's going to be there and what kind of world it's going to be in, because. Uh, they're expecting some kind of story to be involved, and that's going to be very interesting to see in what direction they go with the story, with why people are going around catching Pokemon on their cell phones. Yeah, and... I mean, this is a very big part of Ingress, and mm-hmm. the injury states that they would like to do something like this for Pokemon. That seems like one part of the thing that is not really well developed at the time, because they, they they changed the subject, essentially. Yeah, essentially. So. Yeah, there's that. And the last thing that I think we should wrap up with the discussion is the Pokemon Go Plus. They actually talked about this, which I think is very interesting mm-hmm. that this was a topic in this interview. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's really cool, actually, because I'm 100% getting one. And so they were talking a lot about the Pokemon Go Plus and how it's going to work. And they've noted, they've noted a few things. This is very, like, this is, I feel like I'm in, a, in, like, a tech show right now. Instead of a Pokemon <laughs> podcast, because it's like the battery life is really good. From what I understand, it beeps whenever you're around a rare objective of sorts, which would be like a Pokemon or a gym. Mm-hmm. And whenever you press certain buttons, there's on, like but... the different different sequence to press the button. Yeah, yeah what they are saying is essentially that we initially thought that the Pokemon Go Plus would beep and flash a light whenever you were like near a Pokemon, and then you'd mm-hmm. have to pull your phone out. To catch the Pokemon. They are saying it's not like that. They no. are saying you can just use the Pokemon Go Plus to catch the Pokemon, and then once you are home, you can check out what you caught. Yes. 
And I think that's a very cool way to do it because then you could just, like you're not just looking at your phone the entire time you're on the walk. You're mm-hmm. actually like in you're you're doing what their their plan is is just to get people outside and like you know, not look to at mention things. it's super stylish. Oh, I'm yes. getting one. You don't even know. Like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the guy that's like wearing it on his wrist and I'm gonna walk into like a meeting or something. Starts beeping. Hey, one second. I've got to take this. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about the Pokemon Go Plus being an alternative to smartwatches as well. Which makes me wonder if they will actually make it somewhat a smartwatch app. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. I would like it to be, but probably won't be. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be like very specifically made for this. And it's okay. I mean, it's perfectly okay because it keeps it affordable. No, this is this is the Pokewalker that we've all been asking for. That exactly, back, right? it's the Pokewalker 2.0. That's essentially what this is. And that was the cool part about the Pokewalker. It was essentially this. <laughs> it was essentially this. Except now it's a little bit more integrated into your phone. I'm really... There's still... There are obviously still a lot of questions I have about Pokemon Go. Including how the battles are going to work like Scrum brought up. I, oh, I'll, this is a this is an interesting thing that mm-hmm. was actually mentioned in the interview. In the trailer, you see a girl passing yes. under a bridge where a Snorlax is sleeping, and she sends out her Gyarados to attack the Snorlax. Yes. The guy who owns the Snorlax gets a notification and rushes to the scene. Mm-hmm. Now, what they said is that, especially for people who, lives, who live in small towns, there's not going to be a lot of immediate interactions. And so they are introducing what I think is really interesting. They are introducing asynchronous play. Like, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that is extremely interesting. Like, you pass through a location where someone else has passed, and you can somewhat interact with them, even if not it's kind of like, direct It's kind of like the spot passes for Street Pass. Or I would say Nintendo Zones for Street Pass is what I mean. Where, like, yeah. I can walk into Best Buy, and the people that have walked into Best Buy in the past, however long, I pick up their Street Passes. Something like that. I mean, one other thing that people have been, like, dissecting to death about the trailer is that in a couple of frames you see something that looks a tiny bit like an Ingress fort. Yeah. And so there is a lot of speculation that these fixed points are, like, places where you can drop off a Pokemon that you want to trade. And if someone passes through that location with the Pokemon you want, they can leave their Pokemon there and take yours, and the next time you pass through there, you can pick up the Pokemon that you got from the trade. Sounds like the GTS all over again. But physical this time. Physical, and so you're going to get there and it's going to be like, yeah, I have this Bidoof, and I'd like a level 9 Reshiram. Oh, man, that's what you meant. Oh, oh no. it's going to be terrible. Why did you have to say level 9? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be that all over again. Just watch. Oh, my goodness. Unless I, I could see Niantic like, having enough programmed in to be like, oh, that Pokemon at that level doesn't exist. Mm. Mm. Yes, maybe. But know. it would be really bad if you just like walk there and it's just like, you just see like, a pile of Bidoof. And it's just like, they all want something absolutely ridiculous. Maybe Bidoof <laughs> will be rare in this game. Maybe. Maybe that's how you make the value of Bidoof great. Yeah. You know you know where you're gonna find a pile of Bidoof? <laughs> Besides a dam. <laughs> I'm terrible. That would be I... pretty interesting, actually. By a dam, you go find some Bidoof. That's actually pretty interesting. 
But yeah, I'm wondering about the battle system. I want to know more about how these gyms are going to work, obviously. And I'd like to know... Uh, there's just so many questions, just from this article and what's still left open. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, the thing I'm most curious about are the teams. But, you know, there's a link to the trailer in this article, and I was rereading the article before we did the show. Yes. And I clicked on the trailer, and I hadn't watched it in a while. And I cried. <laughs> like, I swear, I had tears coming out from my eyes. This game gives me so many feels. Like, the thought of going to a place where a thousand people have gathered to play Pokemon together, to catch yeah. Mewtwo together. It just, it, it amazes me. Because it, it, we it, all true. get well, together at events, and mm -hmm. we all get together online. But there's a level of immediacy, there's a level of of reality in Pokemon Go that I guess is just, it's just one less step removed from, you know, real Pokemon in the real world. Yeah. And I, I, I can't wait for it. I, I guess it's different for you, being that, like, Scrawn and I have gone to Pokemon Nationals here in the United States. Yeah. And so I understand that feeling you're talking about because we've, to some extent, experienced it. Yeah, but, you know, you know when you go to Nationals, okay, you get together with your friends and play, like, say, on an eight-person team in a side competition. Or you get together and compete against other players in the actual Nationals yeah. competition. But if the trailer is anything to go by, we're talking 5,000 people working together for the same purpose. I guess so. It, but it's just a tiny bit more emotional for, for me. For me, I'm just, I'm most, I, I like getting together and being, like, at Pokemon Nationals it was great because we oh, got I to go and it's just like, all these people are here to play our favorite game. Yeah. Let's I mean, let's get together and let's play this game with them. And it was really fun having like our little, uh, for lack of a better word, posse. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun yeah. having just our group of people and we're all rooting for each other whenever any one of us is still in the match. Unless oh, we yeah. were facing each other. <laughs> Unless we were facing each other. Uh, but it was it was definitely a lot of fun. It was mm -hmm. a, a lot, a lot of fun. And I don't doubt that for a second. I would. I wouldn't say. I don't know that. I went to Pokemon Nationals before this in uh, 2011, 11. and it wasn't the same because I wasn't with as many people. I was just with Sergeant and App at the time. We went to Indianapolis, had a good time. You know, it wasn't the same though because honestly, it wasn't set up to do the side events nearly as well as it is now, mm. and everything like that. And it's. It's so much fun, though. It's just so exhilarating being there around all these people. <laughs> and I, I just, I, I, I haven't said, I've said this, I haven't said like this enough, obviously, or maybe I have, and that's something you're going to write in the survey. Uh, but I, I'm like pumped to go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited. I know Scrot is. He was just talking about building a deck for it. And I'm, yeah. I might actually like play in the actual VGC tournament. I mean, even if I don't do the TCG, like, actual tournament, I can do the TCG side tournament. The side tournaments, I think, are more fun because the just the mentality of being more laid back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, free I, stuff. And you get a lot of free stuff. Even if you just compete in one of these tournaments, like, we got a pack of cards or something. Yeah. And if you do well enough, you get 
you know, prizes. Un- unless you're like the prizes are like a Wii U and a 3DS. It's pretty it, it's pretty friendly competition. <laughs> but the Wii U and 3DS tournaments were like really cutthroat and oh, scary. Yeah. It, it was scary. Like uh, Mr. Maximus and I faced the best VGC team that was there. I mean, no, uh, best multi-battle team yeah. that was there, and they were ruthless. Mm-hmm. And they Void thought cats? they thought that we knew what we were doing, and we gave them the hardest fight out of anybody else because we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now that well, actually, after being there, like at least I know what to look forward to going back this year. And I mean, I don't want the show to be about Pokemon Nationals, obviously, but. Uh, I, 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 now that we know what to do, what we're getting into, I'm really excited. Like, I'm planning on being there, like, all three days this year. And giving it my all, even if it's just in the side tournaments. And just going on and having a blast. I'm, I'm just really excited for it. You can't, I can't even describe how excited I am. Oh. When's it guy you should come to the U.S. Nationals from Italy? U.S. Nationals. <laughs> I... I do check for cheap flights every now and then, but it's... I, I think the most insane part is A, the price, and yes. B, like, it takes me, like, forever to get there. Yeah, Because I agree. there are no direct flights, and Obviously. so I look at the travel times, and they're, like, 18 hours. Oh, God. So... Well, you have to fly across that big, like, thing of water. Yeah. You know, the ocean. So, you know, it's essentially, I'd be there three days, and I'd have to travel for, like, six. <laughs> so, it's, it's kind of nuts. It's pretty ridiculous, but, you know, it's one of those things, and I, I'm sorry for people who haven't come there. I've gotten a lot of people saying they're going to come this year, and I'm really excited. If we get a big turnout for Puckle... I, I can't wait. Just with, like, I think there were, like, eight or nine of us last last year's crown, right? Yeah, it was, I think it was eight. Yeah, it was, like, and it was, that was, that was just, it was perfect. It was honestly a blast. And if there are more people, that's going to be even better. We're going to have to, like, rent a place to eat food, though. Yeah, <laughs> just not Steak and Shake. We'll go to Steak and Shake again. <laughs> It'll be great. No. <laughs> no. All right. All right. All right. So that's that's it for the topic today, guys. Uh, you can go and read this article. And obviously, I want to ask you guys in the mailbag today, what did, what do you think of this article? What are you most excited for in Pokemon Go with this new information? Let us know, PokePodcast at gmail.com. So we're going to go take a short commercial break, and we'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. Have you been craving a delicious beverage not made from ground-up Coral Pokemon? Well then, this product isn't for you. But if you are, reintroducing Corsola Cola. This is the only beverage made from 100% natural Corsola mixed in with highly acidic soda pop. It's delicious! If you buy a box of Corsola Cola today and redeem the proof of purchase, you have a chance to receive 10% off your next purchase from the supplier. That's 10%! Great! Corsola Cola. It won't make your gums bleed. Episode. And welcome back. Our Pokemon of the episode is National Dex 358, Chimico, the Windchime Pokemon. 
Chimeco makes its cries echo inside its hollow body. When this Pokemon becomes enraged, its cries result in ultrasonic waves that have the power to knock foes flying. And we're doing Chimeco today because he resembles a Christmas bell of sorts or a wind chime. Same thing, right? Uh, fun fact, that little bell on its head isn't actually a bell, but a suction cup. That's right, yes. So and it its body is like one tentacle that it uses to ensnare prey with. <laughs> it's actually kind of creepy. It's like Drifloons and how it's like adorable that they try to like pick up children to take to like hell. I would like to point out that the Pokedex entries say nothing of the sort. The Pokedex entries say adorable stuff like it travels by riding on winds. It cleverly uses its long tail to pluck nuts and berries, which it loves to eat. All right, so we all know what's really meant by plucking nuts and berries. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. I, I'm thinking that those berries are little cherubies. <laughs> Whoa! That got dark real fast. So now we're crying again for a very different reason. So Chimico is in the PU tier, not unsurprisingly. He he's got like a decent base special attack of base ninety five. Uh, his special defense is all right as well for at eighty. I mean for PU, that's I believe this is good enough, right? It's got access. It's actually got a pretty wide move pool and support. Mm-hmm. Which is very surprising to think about. But you could definitely run one, like, bulky in PU. With, like, 252 HP, 252 Special Defense. Definitely to capitalize that. And then PU, you can effectively access a special wall. And it gets access to Healing Wish, which I think is one of the coolest moves uh, in Pokemon. Which is, like, like, pretty much when you're about to go down, you're just like, yeah, I'm using Healing Wish because some one of my other Pokemon is damaged and needs to come in healed. You essentially get three Pokemon for the price of two. Yeah. It's very it's very awesome. I really like I really like Healing Wish as a move. Mm-mm. And I would definitely run that on Ching or not Chingling, but Chimico. Uh it gets recover, which is even better. <laughs> it gets uh obviously you're gonna run Psychic on it so you can do something, but then you can run a support move, maybe like Heal Bell. Um Thunder Wave's there, it gets taunt it gets it gets a lot of moves actually. I I mean even you could even do a Calm Mind, Recover, Stored mm-hmm. Power set. Yeah, yeah, that's 100% true. And that would work, I think that would go over pretty well in PU, actually. Mm-hmm. That would go over pretty well in PU. You can run Stored Power. Stored Power is such a gimmicky setup. Mm-hmm. Stored Power I mean, is just like, yeah. yeah, Stored Power gets pretty ridiculous. Clefable used to dominate with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Stored Power, I mean, you see, you see, it used to be really bad before the Baton Pass Claws kicked in in OU. Yeah. Because you get a lot of people running like speed boost and something else, and then baton passing it to some kind of uh, stored power user, and just be like yeah. goodbye. Hope you have a dark type. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you have a dark type because if you don't, it's not gonna work. Uh, heads up, stored power, psychic type move. So <laughs> some trivia on Chimeco. <laughs> it's a wind chime. Uh, it's the Perfect friend for a whimsicott. <laughs> there's no trivia on when on Chimico that's of any well, dimension. There's one that's mildly interested. Uh, it says here that Chimico's index number is the very last in the generation three games, even after the Oxus. 
this may imply that Chimiko was added late into the game's development. So this really that would make sense why Chingling is a Gen Gen Four Pokemon then as well. Yes. Okay, so uh, Chimiko hasn't had a TCG card in uh, six years. Uh, the last Chimiko card that existed was from the Supreme Victor set, which was a platinum set in two thousand nine. So, so, so Chimiko was an afterthought, and then it was even forgotten. It was it was a forgotten thought. Poor thing. So Chimiko's name in Japanese is Chidin, and it comes from Chidin Chidin, which is onomatopoeia for a bell's chimes. <laughs> Chidin Chidin. That's cute. So let me go over this. Uh, let me go over this card, <laughs> the latest Chimiko card, so you can all run it in your VGC decks. VGC uh, <laughs> or, or TCG decks uh, at nationals this year. You can run Chimiko oh, in the expanded format. In, I don't even know if it's in, allowed in the expanded format. I don't know. Who knows? So it's got seventy HP. It's a psychic type, and it's got for one colorless energy. You can do Heal Bell, which allows you to remove three damage counters from each of your Pokemon. Which actually that doesn't sound too bad. You also have Super Wave for one Psychic Energy, where you get to choose one of your opponent's Pokemon, count the amount of energy attached to that Pokemon, and put that many damage counters on it. Mm. Actually, not that, ha- that, that not that bad of a card for, like, a base. No, as you guys have been teaching me, putting damage counters or removing damage counters instead of doing or healing damage is pretty interesting. In I, I, it's very interesting if you listen to the TCG episodes. We talk about it all the time, because I think it's one of my favorite mechanics. Mm-hmm. In the TCG. But See, even I have picked up on it. <laughs> it's, it's working. I'm, it's working. The TCG podcasts are working. I mean, if you're not into the TCG, we don't expect you to listen to them, but they are a good time, and we do actually have some very good information about the TCG there. But yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting card, and I actually really, I really, like, both Heal Bell and Super Psywave are really interesting moves. Yeah, and but Chimico isn't. <laughs> hmm? As in Chimico isn't interesting. Chimico is not interesting. The card art looks like it was drawn with a colored pencil as well. It looks like a five-year-old drew it. It's like somebody gave it to their kid and was just like, hey, yeah, I drew Chingling. Okay. okay. But this is like one of the rarest Pokemon in Emerald, right? Yeah, so, it's super hard to get, actually, in and Gen 3. That was, I think that's part of its charm, because I always like would try to get one. And like I want them all, but I think I think Dunsparce is actually the same way in Gen Two. I was about to say the same thing. It's the Gen Three equivalent of Dunsparce. There are a lot of Pokemon that are just very hard to find, mm-hmm. and because you could find uh, like there's they're not good either. They're like the Pokemon that you need to complete your collection. It's literally just it's like oh man, I'm missing. Uh, if you're an Amiibo collector, oh mm-hmm. man, I'm missing. Uh, let's see, what's like one of the lamest Amiibo? I can't even think about it. Uh, uh, Duck Hunt duo? Oh my gosh, Duck Hunt's cool though. Oh, I have no idea what's cool and what's Oh, not. I'm missing Pac-Man <laughs> or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just like, but I have to go get one because I have to catch them all. Well, weirdly enough, like, I'm not someone who completes their Pokedex, mm-hmm. but I am fascinated by these completely useless but quirky things, so I love, like, Chimiko, I love Dunsperce, I love Cherim. <laughs> uh, Chimico, Ch- the only place to catch Chimico is the top of Mount Pyre, and it has a 2% encounter rate. So, it's pretty oh. awful to get. Not as bad as Feebass. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing oh. is worse than Gen 3. 
And it's not as bad as Feevas. In Gen 6, I don't know if it's mu- if the wild encounter rates are different. I don't believe they are. Well, um... In Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, I don't think they changed them. It is a 5% encounter rate now at the summit for Chimico. So they made it a little bit easier for you. Yeah. I actually don't think there's any Pokemon that has an encounter rate lower than 5% in Generation 6. I don't think so. They made it... Which kind of sucks. Everything is easier. Yeah, it's easier and it's not as fun. Like, I remember there was a game... uh, I think it might have been Gen 2, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Where there's a route that has a 1% encounter rate for Chensi. And I remember just yes. randomly I know what you're talking Chensi about on that route and I was so happy. Just so happy about that. Yes. I know 100% what you're talking about. Because <laughs> there's, there's a place, I believe in Kanto actually, you can catch Chansey outside of the Safari Zone. I think so. Um, I don't really remember all that uh, Well, you can catch it in Cerulean Cave. But in Gold and Silver, you can catch it on routes 13, 14, and 15, which are all Kanto routes outside the Safari Zone. I think it was Route 13, yes. So, that's what I'm thinking. And let me see. Ditto has a 5% catch rate in Generation 1 there. In Generation 2, Chansey has a 1% encounter rate. Mm-mm. So that's right. really... That sounds awful. Mm-hmm. It's still better than having to catch it inside the Safari oh, Zone. Oh, yes it is. You are You are correct. <laughs> Very much correct. Safari Zone Capture is, like, the worst thing in the world. Yeah. I remember doing that. Because when I was a kid, there was actually, uh, you, in the original Red and Blue, you could reset the Cinnabar Island, not to just give you Missing No, but you can reset it to give you any wild Pokemon area. Yeah, including Safari. Including the Safari Zone. Zone. So if you flew out of the Safari Zone and just went to Cinnabar Island, that little strip where you would catch Missing No would actually switch into the Safari Zone, whichever mm-hmm. area you were in the Safari Zone. All and right. And so I used to actually, uh, instead of just dealing with the Safari Zone, <laughs> I used to do that. Because you I were a smart kid. I was, yeah. <laughs> I did that because I was just, well, like, I was trying to complete the Pokedex, you know, eight-year-old me trying to complete the Pokedex. And I'm like, man, all I'm missing is Kangaskhan and Tauros. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to deal with the Safari Zone. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and do it on this coast. And it worked out for me. Finish the Pokedex. I still have that cartridge, actually. Wow. And it did not... The battery has not died yet. Ooh. So Lucky. Uh, yeah, I, I think I took a picture of it and put it on Twitter, like, a few months ago. Hmm. But maybe I need to redo that, you know? You just be like, look at this. That's caught all the Pokemons. <laughs> and then in two months, it won't matter, because I'll just download it again and play the exact same game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. So that's it for... <laughs> For Chimico. For Chimico. Such an afterthought, we forgot we were talking about him. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Different. just over here like, wow, this, I'll, I'll wait for the tangent to finish. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely uh, we definitely <laughs> messed up and uh, started talking about not Chimico. Chimico is not that exciting. Make sure you guys go and you, you go and check out the writers. We have Whimsicott and Snag on opinion articles. We have Scrawn doing whatever Scrawn's doing right now. I am actually going to write an article tonight, and it should be up at a convenient time this week. Yes, whatever that article is about, I do not know. We have Mickey Panda still writing us awesome anime synopses, Sublime Manic writing us some VGC articles, Jushiro writing us our, our TCG articles, and 
Who else? I'm missing. Ah, uh, missing somebody, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, you I'm... are. Viker, news, yes. and um, part four of Thorn yes. Rose version is up on the Our website. Very own by comic. baskets. Very own yep. comic artist. Yes, very um, awesome. And the name of my new series is Origins of Pokemon, and this week we'll be over the origins of Pokemon from scary stories in Japan. Ooh, very interesting. All right. Is Mawile going to be there? <laughs> Mawile will be there, and the story yes. of the, Futu- the Futukuchi Onna. All right. <laughs> so look forward to that. And if you want to learn more about Pokemon, those are the guys to check out. Also, PucklePodcast.com in general. So without further ado, let's move on to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! The mail's here! Check your inbox! It's time for the mailbag! Welcome to the mailbag. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! <laughs> and as always, we will be giving out the Green Tauros badge to anybody we think deserves the Green Tauros badge. Without further ado, we're going to be getting into it. Our mailbag question last week, we like to ask everybody a question as a writing prompt to send us emails every week. Our question last week, we're, we had two of them. It was, first, what do you think of the two... 2016 VGC rule set, and two, how do you test your competitive teams? So, I guess our first one is from Trainer Dricker. Scrawn, Scrawn, you've got this one? Hello, Thatch and friends. Dricker here. So, for my mailbag, a beef tomato or beefsteak are just extra-large tomatoes. I don't like tomatoes, so I don't know the flavor, but they are grown for their size and different flavor. I just want to say thank you to DDG Maniac for helping me with some fire-type Pokemon ideas. I'm definitely going to give them a shot. I've also heard Torkoal is a good one to have on your team. Also, thank you, Thatch, for the Ditto and Jirachi. No problem. I had no. a good time at the chat meetup. As for the other mailbag, I'm just now getting into competitive play, so I don't have much of an opinion on this. But I do hope to know more about competitive battling soon. Until next time, Trainer Dricker. Awesome. Mm, and he sent me a picture of that beef tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I've got this next one from, uh, let me see, what he decided to call himself? Sebastian. I really like this email because it's gonna be, uh, it's very opinionated and I really like it. Uh, <laughs> I really, I really like it because it's very opinionated and it's pretty much like, Thatch, you're wrong. Here, let me tell you why the fandom hates this. Uh, <laughs> hey, fuckle people. Thanks for all all the awesome things you awesome uh, all the awesome things you awesome folk do. I figured you would be you would uh, I figured you would all be incredibly excited to read some random Australians poor, poorly articulated opinions on the 2016 BGC meta. My initial reaction to the rules was anger. I've always been one of those people who don't like the use of legendary pokes in competitive play at all. Although I'm not one to bemoan others who choose to use perfectly legal pokes as per the rules. After considering it further and listening to your commentary last episodes, I have downgraded my anger to disappointment. Firstly, the fact that legendary Pokemon cannot breed makes no sense. I get the premise. There are only meant to be one like these, one of these godlike pokes. I can get behind that. Makes them special. Rare. Unique. 
which is fine, or would it, or it would be, if not for the fact that there are four hundred thousand thunderous at every flipping tournament, <laughs> or every yep. flip flopping tournament, which is a better uh, a better word, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I agree one hundred percent. In the VGC, there is like a lot that there are a lot of thunderous landerous, and I mean, I I think I've expressed how tired I am of it. Uh, and it, I agree. It's kind of it's it's like a barrier of entry of sorts to getting into the VGC meta. And I think I told that story last episode about me battling a kid who was running landerous with like extra sensory and fissure, mm. which is you know it's it's weird, but it's all right. Uh, TPC, the Pokemon company, needs to make a decision. Uh, do they want legendary Pokemon competitive play, or do they want them to be rare? Because at the moment, all it is doing is creating barriers for new players. I don't need to tell any of you how much it sucks to have to soft reset for seven days and nights just to get something slightly faster slash stronger slash bulkier than the other 16 million clones of your legendary poke out there. In Generation 6, TPC went to great lengths to make breeding quicker and easier in order to reduce hacking. I think it's fairly well established that those measures were largely successful. However, now that we are facing a year where virtually all effective competitive teams will ha- play at least one legendary, that same incentive to hack that they almost had fully removed is now back in the picture. My second point is having a small number of hyper-powered legendary pokes heavily reduces the variety in the competition. I know that I'm not alone in, at, not alone at the frustration of battling the same cookie-cutter teams over and over again. Well, you kinda had that regardless of the rule set, but... That, that's regardless. That's besides the point. Uh, <laughs> well, it's true that every poke, even a legendary, has its checks and balances, but it forces people to carry one of a small number of specific counters all of the time just to stay competitive. This guy completely summarizes what I think. <laughs> I completely agree with him as well. I, I still want... Golduck needs a year, and this is it, okay? <laughs> Golduck. Okay. And this is the point where all the le- <laughs> Ledger lovers <laughs> come crawling out of the woodwork. They will assert that having more legendary pokes available will topple the current leaders of the metagame. Others will point to a small number of traditionally underutilized support pokes that may benefit from one or two legendaries. <laughs> Hashtag Golduck. <laughs> <laughs> totally... Golduck. <laughs> Hashtag Golduck. The problem is that despite a small handful of exceptions... You are essentially creating a metagame where legendary pokes are included on on team to check other legendary pokes. B-O-R-I-N-G. Boring. Now that we didn't get a new game this year, I get that the TBC wants to make the, tw- tw- uh, the 2016 VGC seem different than the 2015 tournament. But they went around it the wrong way. They shouldn't have let in 20 new legendary pokes. They should have banned them all. <laughs> Pause for gasp of indignation. <laughs> indignation. <gasps> Wait, no. indignation sounds more like... <laughs> no, 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 I agree. It'd be very interesting if they went the other way. It's just they were just... I mean, there's a pattern, and they just followed it. Mm. Those same legend lovers erupt again with their shouts about Mega Con and the like, but, I think, but think about a meta where you can run a fighting type without fear of a genie. Or the variety of unique support combinations that might get a run in the in the meta without Cresselia. Hell, prior to the rule change, I was planning on bringing a flip-flopping jump bluff to regionals. <laughs> it's actually better than most people assume. But it's not so great in the new meta where 650-plus base stats is not just a norm, but essential. Even now in the simulators, every battle you're essentially facing two legendaries, one mega, and a support. And that's why I'm disappointed. 
I'm disappointed because this year I will miss out on battling a huge number of unique and interesting pokes, and will instead have to deal with the same old power-creeping crap we had to deal with last year. Disagree with me if you want, but don't tell me I'm the only one that feels this way. Flipping the flop out, Sebastian. He is not. You are not the only person that feels this way. Let me let me say that. I want uh, to shake this person's hand. You have to fly to Australia <laughs> to do it, apparently. But yeah, no, Seb- Sebastian, you're you're correct. I mean, I'm not saying that this meta is going to be awful, but I, what I was trying to do with that show last time, last week, was I was trying to find the sil- silver linings for everybody. Uh, to make it seem like, hey, it's not gonna be that bad. Let's all calm down. <laughs> but no, no, I agree. It's gonna be, it's gonna be somewhat stale compared to, I mean, compared to Chalk, though, I don't think it's gonna be that stale. I think you're gonna see a lot of different combinations of legendaries, which is at least something more than we had last year. If you looked at the top mm-hmm. eight teams at Worlds last year, they were all essentially the same. Yeah. I think if Sublime were here, he'd say that it might actually depend on where the meta's evolution is at the at that point when we get to a certain tournament. Yes, that's true. But that's very true. still I think I think we have seen a trend. And the trend was that at each and every tournament there was like some staleness. It was a different staleness from time to time, but there was still some staleness. That's true. So I don't see that changing a lot. Uh, you want to grab this next one from Red7, Musicot? Yeah, sure. I just want to point out, he types Red7, like with a Roman numeral, yeah. and I just had another Star Wars flashback. It, it feels um, like Star Wars. Hopefully he doesn't spoil it for me. <laughs> I, I'm going to read this one so you are safe. <laughs> Howdy, Thash and Paco hosts. This is Red7, reporting from the Lone Star State. I have traveled across the land, searching far and wide, in search for a community like yours, and I am so relieved to know that my search has come to an end. I've been listening for the last few months, and I am completely hooked. I listen to you guys every week, and track back to past episodes while I wait for new ones. Alright, enough fanboying, on to the mailbag. I I have stars in my eyes, like <laughs> the stars from the state of Texas. Thank you. <laughs> The star. Um, <laughs> as for what I think about the VGC 2016 meta, I have yet to dive into the competitive deep end. I recently dipped my toes into ranked battle spot a while back and spent most of the night crying myself to sleep. <laughs> so it wounded me. It wounded me to know that I wasn't as good as battling as I thought I was. But hey, we learn most from our losses, don't we? We sure do. 100% true. I- I'd love to learn more about the meta and strengthen my skills until I, one day, climb the rankings on a ladder built with the crushed dreams of my opponents. That's the best way to do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Crush all their dreams. <laughs> like Corsola. Mm. <clears throat> Before I go, I'd like to play a game. I will leave behind a small Pokemon-related poem and you guys tell me what game I'm referring to, as well as the general details about it. I like where this is going. Okay. Me too! The first one will be super easy. Here goes. Near a city, which sat by the bay, laid a bovine, covered in hay. From its hooves to its head, its sickness did spread, and it slowly wasted away. 
Later days, Red 7. I've got this one. What Do is you guys it? have it as well? I think so. Um, I don't want to say because know. I'm probably wrong. I have a guess. I have a guess, too. Okay. Well, my my guess is that it's Amphi. It's from... not Amphi. No. Okay. I'm no. saying I'm saying it's I'm saying it's a uh, mill tank from uh, Whitney. Yeah, the mill tank you have to feed the berries to. Yeah. Because uh... Amphi is an ovine, not a bovine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, um, they are in Olivine City. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so it's by the bay. No, no, you're. Uh, but the yeah. mill tank was in a nearby town. In yeah. fact, I saw a thing was online on... that there was a sickness in that entire area. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. I like that. That's a fun game. I I'm down mm, with that. I love it. Please do that again. Uh, Scrawn, <laughs> you get this next one from uh, Dennis the DDG Maniac. Mm-hmm. One moment. Okay. Hi, Fatch and randomly encountered hosts. It is I, Dennis, the DDG Maniac, here for this week's mailbag. Let's say that I'm not going to be surprised by the mayhem that VGC 2016 will be. I do note that a lot of the legendary Pokemon that would be in most teams won't be the main threat, but the little guys that their teammates will. For example, Primal Kyogre teamed up with Whimsicott with Hurricane or Mega Sceptile. My point is that these guys will make a big impact. <coughs> I do hope to... To see some get far in worlds without using any legendary Pokemons, since it's still possible. As in my method of training, I use Pokemon Showdown first to test out the Pokemon before starting to breed an Alpha Sapphire. That way I have a firm grasp of how a Pokemon or a team works and the different sets I can use, and if possible, changing it to a less common or gimmicky set. Now, Hoopa's power is the ability to open portals with its rings to different or pocket dimensions. This is explicitly seen in both catching legendary Pokemon in Oraz and in the movie. It can be compared with the multiverse theory. Well, I'll end it here. Sorry for the long mail and spook you all next week. Awesome. Hmm. Hmm. I would like to point out that I am extremely flattered. But if you need someone to use Hurricane standing besides mm-hmm. Primal Yogurt, uh, probably something with a base 77 special attack is not your <laughs> best bet. That's true. That's true. You can, like, run even Volcarona or... Oh, man, Hurricane Volcarona. Volcarona. Gidorain. Oh, yes. <gasps> it is beautiful. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, it does lose out on Fiery Dance, which, uh... But and unlike Whimsicott in Gen 5, which would have had Stab. It would not <laughs> have. In my right, universe, Fetch. it did, okay? In All my right, universe, Fetch. it did. You've got this next one with the It's from Tiny Typhlosion. Uh, I would like to make a comment first. Why did you write this in, like, 36-point font? Uh, but <laughs> I digress. At least it's not Comic Sans. That's true. At least it's like in a readable well, font, and it's not—it's still like black, right? It's not like he wrote it in yellow. He's twelve, and he knows that older people have trouble with their vision. So maybe he was trying to. <laughs> that's be me, right? Yeah. No, that's, that's me. Like <laughs> All right, here we go. Hello, Puckle Podcast. It's the Tiny Typhlosion, the one kid you've probably never heard of. You know, you're actually at the chat box meetup on Monday. I remember. Now, I want to tell you a sad story that you probably don't care about. About 12 years ago, here in America's snowy, uh, took winter hat, Canada, a Cyndaquil, me, was born. 
There was something strange about this Cyndaquil. He was only one inch long. Like Rudolph, I was made fun of but every by every other Pokemon in our mountain village. Nothing changed when I evolved into a Quilava. At that point, I was only one foot tall. At this point, all the other Pokemon my age already turned into, Typhlo into Typhlosion. All of this made my teenage years terrible. But you, it said, you said 12 years ago. You're not a teenager. Uh, all of if the... you're a Pokemon, you're a teenager when you're like... <laughs> it's like five. dog years, Thatch. It's like dog years. Okay, never mind. All <laughs> the so other fun. Pokemon would do is drench me in lava. Fortunately, I resist lava because I'm a fire type, so it was not that bad, not as bad as you'd think. <laughs> About a year ago, my moment finally came, I evolved into a Typhlosion. I thought the beatings would stop now that I reached my final form. I was only two feet tall. Unfortunately, the torture got so bad that I had to leave the village. Wow, this is getting dark. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Scrooge? Keep going. At this point, I was. Oh, at this point, I was stumbling through a village until I reached a road. Uh, I looked at the other side and saw a kid who looked about fifteen. A minute later, our eyes met, and for some reason, he started belting out Adele's "Hello," specifically the line "Hello" from the other side. <laughs> after his little concert, he threw a pokeball at me. After that, he after that encounter, he became my trainer. He made me become a strong Pokemon who put fear into youngsters' eyes, especially youngster Joey, when he realized the mistake of calling my trainer as we came to beat up his Rattata again for the twenty fourth time. <laughs> well, that's my tale. Did you know that a pokeball is just like a normal house? I did. <laughs> now for the mailbag question. I'm not sure what I think about the new rules, because I'm not exactly very smart about the VGC. All of my fellow midget Pokemon friends are freaking out that Mega Rayquaza is allowed this year, but I can't get through their heads that this isn't singles, it's doubles. A different way of battling. So he may not be as good, but I could be wrong. You're a little wrong. He's still good. Very good. <laughs> there you go, Thatch. I'm sorry. There I'm you sorry. Go. I know. I'm bursting more than Scrawn's bug bubble today. I know. I'm bur I'm bursting bubbles like left and right today. I mm -hmm. hope I hope he doesn't write in and spoil Star Wars for me. But that's all for now. From the computer in my Pokeball in Johto, the tiny Typhlosion. Now that I mention like people spoiling Star Wars for me, I better Expect have all DMs on the website. I, I bet I'm just gonna have all of you like read the emails for me and, and like tell me whether or not there's a Star Wars spoiler. Um. <laughs> Like, I, I read on the good. Star Wars... <laughs> no, I know that all of these are good. I've already read all the emails involved. On the oh Star my God. Wars subreddit, there's a special pinned thread saying, please do not mention that you are unspoiled, because people will PM you with spoilers. No, that's 100% true. Jerks. It's 100% true. I am amazed by that. No, it's definitely true. Uh, what is it got? Do you want to get this one from... Uh, sure. From... Uh, R-Sigma. Alright. Yo, Buckalonians! R-Sigma, back again for a short email this week. VGC 2016 is looking to be fun once it is up and running. I even purchased a copy of Mega Ruby to catch Groudon and farm Muster Balls. Last weekend, I was soft resetting for a good shiny Rayquaza, and I was disheartened to find a 28-13-13... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. 28, 31, 31, 31, 30, 30, stupid speed stat. That's, like, That's pretty I good, actually. not complain about that. Yeah, I wouldn't complain about it. I'm not too great at team building, so I'll have to see what my friend comes up with. Or see what kinds of team Baz Anderson comes up with. 
I'm still loving my Tyranitra with Parasic from 2015. Hopefully, I can find a good team with Kyrem White. Now, let me leave you with a little speculation. I don't think it would be too surprising if the gems were released through a minigame on the Global Link next month, similar to the custom berry last January. I'm not sure if they'd make a difference in their weekend state, but I do think it is time for their release. Happy holidays, R Sigma. By the gems, what he means is like the flying gem and the fighting yeah. gem, which uh, yeah. were in Gen 5 and were actually like really good items. They were mm. very interesting. Yeah. Uh, hmm. P.S. Below this space should be a VGC bingo card tweeted out by at Neatscore. It gave me a nice chuckle. Again, this is the reason we need a... Uh, a uh, we do need that gallery. We need a gallery real bad. I would like bad. to point out that Soviet Statch is in this thing. <laughs> along with Tyranitar, Politoed, and Abomasnow. And there is a small caption of, the weather of their picture. Yeah. Saying, why isn't it working? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> one one of the one of the bingo spaces is just a shedinja. Yes. <laughs> just shedinja. Yeah. And my favorite thing is the free space is turn one geomancy from Xerneas. Uh, <laughs> and there's good. also a picture of Karen saying, I don't use legendaries. <laughs> That's I nice. love that. Oh, you want this last one from Bosephus, Scrawn? Sure. Salutations to Scrawn, the fluffiest Wissicott, and Professor Sycamore. No I've thatch. Had a, no thatch. I've had a recent encounter with Giratina, and get this, he sent me to a universe where Ace Trainer Thatch was the host, the of the host of the show, and carried it on after high school instead of sick. <laughs> The whole time, and hosted with Arjun Sap before we formed the Blackthorn Council and became the puckle we are today. <laughs> but how crazy would that be? Anyway, how are you guys doing today? What are your favorite colors? I'm not really asking for any reason. I'm just collecting data for future trivia questions. After hearing some stats of OU from our good friend Subline Manic last episode, I think that these rules are exactly what we need to maybe... Just remove Lando T from his throne. I understand he'll still be viable, but damn, I want to see something else. That's true. Not, not much else here. You guys should go listen to the TCG cast if you fancy that sort of thing. Anyway, smell you later, Bosephus. Awesome. And so that's it for the uh, mailbag this week. I'd like to say two things. Mm-hmm. One, Cyan. And two, uh, two weeks ago, Winmore sent us an email oh, and... Yes. In his email was, like, a comment to my article. First of all, I wanted to thank him very, very much for taking the time to actually put a comment to my article in his email. And then I wanted to tell him, since he mentioned liking the picture of the evil teams that I put in my article a while ago, uh, I found those um, images on a website called Alexis Cooper Pokemon Wikia. So, if you're interested, they are from there. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, uh, mailbag question for next week, which you're all interested in, because you can email us every week at pucklepodcast.com. Our mailbag question is, what do you think of all the cool news we were discussing and were, was in the article for Pokemon Go? 
Uh, check that out. Uh, shoot it to us, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Also, there's plenty of other cool stuff for you to do this week while you're waiting for your new Pucklesode to grace your ears on Monday morning. First of all, Christmas will have happened. Also, uh, side mailbag question, what you get for Christmas? Was it awesome? Uh, <laughs> was it Pokemon related? Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's something else to think about if you haven't already. Other things you can do, though, you can follow us on Twitter, at Puckle Podcast, if you haven't already. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Puckle Podcast. I forgot to mention recently that we finally, like, reached over 300 likes on Facebook, which is really cool. Woohoo! Uh, we've just been slowly growing, you know? Let's make it to 383. Or 386. I think it was earlier this year that we hit 200. So yeah, yeah, we've been, pretty... growing, we've been growing pretty significantly. Yeah. Uh, so... Keep it up, guys. I really enjoy knowing that you guys are here and listening and want more Puckle. Uh, you can also follow us on Tumblr if you tumble, and that's your thing. Tumblr. or pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. You can also subscribe to our subreddit r slash puckle, where you can uh, post things about Puckle, and it's awesome. Uh, you can also come to pucklepodcast.com and come to the chat box. It doesn't need to be a chat box meetup. People are there. You can talk. <laughs> I wanted to say at the chat box meetup, and I didn't have time because I forgot. And I was giving out, like, jirachis and dittos the entire time. But uh, the chat box meetup was really cool because a lot of people showed up and there's a lot of conversation happening when that was going on. Uh, but it doesn't have to be a chat box meetup for that to happen. <laughs> you guys can just go there. Like, the only difference is you guys all decided to show up. If you decide to show up, like, other days, we can get even more going and it's even better. Uh, we can also do... Uh, if You can also check out the forums. You can also... Uh, check out all the other things. Sign up for the UTC if you haven't already. Um, or if you haven't already, work on your team and then sign up for the UTC <laughs> as well. You have until the 10th uh, or the, the 9th? ninth? The 9th, the because ninth. Uh, Shamu and I need a buffer day oh, in between starting the tournament and uh, registrations ending so we can get things together, like the bracket and everything. Uh, one other thing people can do if if they want to give themselves a birthday pre- a Christmas present or someone else a Christmas present, they can purchase a Puckle t-shirt. That is 100% true. Also, we should be later this week putting up some more items on the Puckle Etsy store. Ooh. So uh, hopefully by the end of this week it's there. It won't be in time for Christmas, sadly. But we will be putting more up this week for the Puckle Etsy store. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can also... If you haven't already, um, please review us on iTunes. It's the best thing ever. It gives us all a great ego boost, uh, knowing that you guys listen to us and you like it. Or you can, like, criticize us or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So we, we actually got one since the last episode from uh, Jedi Cruise, or, uh, which is uh, it's awesome. I met him at the Chax Box meetup. Really cool guy. He was very nice and very into it. He, had these, uh, he has, like, four sons, and yeah. they were all there. And only three of them played Pokemon. And one of and I gave all three of them Jirachi and uh, dittos and everything, and it was a good time. And they were they were all very happy, thankfully. Awesome. This one's from Jedi Cruise. Jedi Cruise here. I started listening to this podcast about two months ago. I was searching for a Pokemon TCG podcast. Oddly enough, when I stumbled onto this gem, I was hooked from the first episode. Luckily, they did a TCG podcast, which is the reason I found them. The host and co-hosts are very entertaining and down-to-earth. None of them attempt to bore you with their overdeveloped sense of Pokemon knowledge. They truly treat the listener as a friend and encourage you to interact with them. I listen to them in the car with my kids, and they are quite they are quiet when this is on. I encourage you to listen, and you'll be hooked. But yeah, thank you for leaving those reviews. I love these reviews. They're just like, it helps us out. <laughs> it helps us grow. 
It's not that I'm trying to be egotistical or anything, but it, it, I really, I really enjoy it. It kind of is. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to be egotistical or anything, but uh, it really helps out. I mean, I, I sure everybody else who runs the show and everything, like I'm doing this for free, and it's really great to know that like people appreciate it. It keeps me going. It's like that little thing that's just like, yeah, you should keep doing this, you know. Mm-mm. Um, I'm gonna leave you guys on another note if you haven't already reviewed us on iTunes. Um, we, as again, I talked about this at the beginning of the show, but if you haven't already, please uh, fill out that survey, pucklepodcast.com/survey. There's a link to it below. I'm gonna be running that for a couple of weeks, and hopefully that will help us figure out how to make the best content for 2016. We're gonna be hopefully building. Uh, I'm working on building up a lot more content for Puckle in 2016 and hopefully we can figure out what kind of content you guys want and we can make it really awesome. Mm. Thatch. So, yes. I have a problem. What is your problem? I want to give out three green Taurus badges this week. Oh yes, we must give out the three green Taurus badge today. My my personal pick is Sebastian. My picks are Sebastian and Red 7 and Tiny Typhlosion. <laughs> Uh, my pick is definitely still Sebastian. Scron? Um, I think that there were two frontrunners for this one. Mm-hmm. I think that it was Sebastian and uh, Red 7, but I think that Sebastian was really the frontrunner. Yeah, I think I, I really like Sebastian this week. So uh, Mainly for flipping the flop out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Sebastian, you can go to PucklePodcast.com and submit for the Green Taurus badge. It's all yours. All right, without further ado, then, I guess I've informed you of all social media channels and cool extra things that we can do and we can hang out and do things with. I guess here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, I'm Trainer Thatch. I'm Scrunk. And I am the fluffiest whimsicker. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. <laughs> Yeah.
Oh, who am I kidding? Merry <laughs> Christmas. Merry Christmas. From the Buckle Podcast. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.